Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited for today's episode. My dear friend, Caitlin Hosking, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for joining us all the way from Australia. Welcome, Caitlin. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm actually just so excited to be here because... The work we did together two years ago was so catalytic, catalyst, yeah, (laughs) for how the last two years of my life have actually turned out to get me to the position I am now. So it's really cool to kind of come back together and you get to see, you saw so much of what I was going through back then versus where I'm at now. So it's actually just really exciting for me to like get to share some of that journey and show others how things can change radically. Yeah, I love it so much. And I remember working with you and, you know, and to be able to see your growth and expansion from that has been really inspiring. So I'm so glad you're here. It's like a re, it's a, re, a reunion. There we go. I'm <laughs> troubles with words today. That's fine. <laughs> so, so before we came live on the show, I shared a little bit of your numerology with you. And I'm curious what some of your takeaways from that are like something that was just like blatantly obvious to you. Um, well, you said I was a six. <laughs> so I think the biggest thing that really stood out was that I'm like, I am very heady and I know that I'm very heady. And as you said, I'm also very empathic. So I can feel a lot of emotions. And what that means is that I feel people's emotions and then I overanalyze it. And then for me, I, it gets me more in an emotional state. Right. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm trying to um, part of the six is being the the peacemaker as well. So if I'm always trying to keep the peace while feeling everyone's emotions while over analyzing, it does not feel like peace to me. <laughs> it doesn't feel very peaceful at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. And when I have been growing up, when I've been growing up my whole life, yeah, well, that's how it goes. <laughs> I I remember I felt really out of control of pretty much all of my emotions and my emotional life. And I didn't understand why I was reacting to everything and why I was reacting to people and trying to like keep them happy. That man, I sacrificed myself so much. And it really helps me understand like how to start leveraging that and being like, okay, how can I dissociate a little bit my emotions and my mental state and manage one and the other and a massive part of my journey has been actually being able to do that and going, okay, how do I start with my mindset and understanding that like your thoughts aren't true, which was a huge part of my journey, but it, it never felt like enough. It never felt like that actually did the thing. Cause I was like, yeah, but I still feel out of control of my emotions. And so the work we did really helped me actually understand my emotions and understand that, oh, I am, I can control this and I can be like, okay, I'm feeling really worked up. I'm feeling really triggered and I can just go. Okay. And just like start to slow the mind down, start to slow the body down. Okay. What do I really need? And 
sometimes it's like I need to rage out and like go punch a pillow and just like scream and get it all out. Again, like 90% of the time that's when it's happened. Miss, I don't have anger problems. That's what I said for like 20 something years. Turns out I do. I just suppress them. But <laughs> after I've like actually moved through that emotion, it allows me to then come back and go, okay, what's the thoughts going on? How do I manage these? And how do I manage the circumstance that I've found myself in that's actually triggering all of this? Yeah, I love that. I love that. And it's always like, you know, we experience all these emotions and we're meant to experience the full spectrum of them. But I mean, you and I both have had those anger issues our whole life. And when we feel that level of anger, we judge it because we're not supposed to feel that way according to society. And so we shove it under the carpet because it's bad to feel that way. And then it rears its ugly head later on. And that never works out well. So I think it's really important for us to learn to sit with that emotion without judgment. And yes, punch a pillow, scream into the pillow, do what you got to do, but no need to shove it under the carpet. And I think that was part of the part of the work that you did with me that really helped catapult you. Yeah, because before that, I was just, I was taking on my emotions, taking on other people's emotions, and I had no emotional boundaries. I remember when you were like, how would it feel if you didn't take on everyone else's emotions and had some emotional boundaries? I was like, that's possible. Like, <laughs> it was just like my brain was just like, what? You can do that? <laughs> and, and that's, it was just such a thing because I was going through a, essentially a breakup at that stage because I was like, I wanted to leave and I didn't know how to leave and all the things and all the emotions were so overwhelming because I was in such a toxic relationship pattern. And after I eventually broke up with him which was still during our sessions it was like one week I was there I was like I'm not gonna leave and the next week I was like I've moved out and you're like, what <laughs> it was crazy like <laughs> learning to sit in that emotion rather than trying to drink it away or do the drugs or I mean look those things still came up but each time it was a matter of like how much longer can I wait till I do those things yeah. And just like pushing it back a little bit more every single time. And then eventually it meant that I didn't have to do it at all in my brain. Cause I was like, I got so used to sitting in that discomfort. And I was like, I, I started a mantra during that time, which is just breathe, accept, surrender. Mm. And so every time I had the like, and my like codependency and anxiety was coming up. I just, I'm like, like, it's okay. It's okay to feel this. And I'll just surrender to the feeling and just put off the behavior I wanted to jump straight into. Oh, breathe, accept, surrender. I love that. Such a good mantra. So mm. obviously in the last two years, you have had some massive expansion, which I'm so excited about and so inspired by. So tell us a little bit about the journey of self-mastery once you learned that you could take over your emotions and you weren't at the whim of them. Tell us a little bit about your journey. I was like, so much has happened in two years. I don't understand how people still have the same problem from two years ago. I'm like, guys, you can move through things so much faster. <laughs> anyway. So um, after the breakup, I and when we kind of stopped working together, I just went through what I well, like. I did have a huge mental breakdown and I was trying to manage my business and I didn't have like a job at all this stage. It was just my business. And so I was like, trying to put all of that together and I was trying to show up for my clients and put myself together mm -hmm. and this is I couldn't understand like why I couldn't make momentum in my business like it didn't no matter what I do I just I couldn't seem to sit down I couldn't make sales I couldn't like do all those things and I was like it was really it bugged me to like the nth degree <laughs> and 
I the biggest lesson that I learned during that time was I had to go through everything I was going through. Mm-hmm. And I had to realize how much of your personal issues will come out in your business, especially if it's like just you. Yep. <laughs> and it also taught me how much of mindset needs to be addressed to run a successful business. And so I, I went through this journey of creating my own imposter syndrome because I was doing drugs on the weekends and I was drinking a lot, but I was still trying to run a business. I was still trying to coach people. And it was just like, my brain was like, what are you doing? You can't do this. And over time, like it just kept, I felt like I was breaking down. The business was breaking down and eventually I just needed safety. Mm-hmm. And that's something like I was trying to find it in my body and my pagan. I was like, I can't find it right now. So I need to, and I went and got a full-time job because that was the only thing I could think of to do. And I needed to be, rebuild my confidence. Mm-hmm. And because it, it, that breakup felt like my soul had been sucked out and it, I was just like a carcass walking around. That was all I yeah. kind of felt like I had. And so while I was kind of like going through all of these things and this massive life transformation and situation and I felt like um, I was in the cocoon <laughs> and <laughs> you got to like struggle in the cocoon. So that was me. And at the same time, like I was rebuilding and I was starting to use these tools properly. Mm-hmm. As I said, like, it was like, okay, if I'm going to do the drugs and alcohol, how can I just push it back a little bit more? How can I just accept a little bit more? And it got to the point where I actually never did it when I was sad. I sabotaged my own happiness because I'd be like, I'm feeling so good. Let's party. Right. I'd wake up next morning. Like, What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't feel so good anymore. and and so I was like well I'm really proud of myself for not doing what I'm sad and I'm doing what I'm happy so we're making some sort of progress Mm -hmm. and so I went and got my job I started to rebuild my confidence I started running workshops I was like managing a fitness studio at the time but something still fell off and the thing about mastering your emotions and starting to get in touch with your emotional body you can't ignore it Once it's there, once you're aware of it, you're like, I don't really have a choice. And you can't so, unknow it, right? <laughs> you can't unknow it. You can't, it's like, this is why I'm like, guys, it's not like dieting. You can't undo this. <laughs> once you're there, you're there. <laughs> and so I started to like, I, I could just feel, and I, I felt the emotions going, and I felt this numbness starting to take over. And I was like, I loved my boss, didn't really like the person I worked with, didn't really like what I was doing because I'm an introvert and my job was to be an extrovert. And so I was exhausted, drained. I was people pleasing. I was overachieving. I was doing all the things. I was draining all my energy. And so eventually I was like, there's something just not right. And I was sitting with it. I was sitting with it. I was like, I have to do my business. I really have to. It's so important to me to be able to help women not feel like if I came out of that breakup and I didn't have those tools, like even though, yes, I massively self-sabotaged, I didn't sabotage to the degree I could have yeah, or usually would have. Yeah. And I was like, there is another way. And so I was like, I really want to share that message. And so eventually I ended up in Japan. I didn't end up in Japan. I went to Japan with my mom. And <laughs> When I came back, I, I just cried on the plane the whole time. And I was like, this is weird because usually when I go away, I feel so much better. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm definitely wrong. And I remember coming back and I came home. I went to work and it was a Saturday and I was like, I never want to work a Saturday again. 
Like mm. I just I can't. I can't do this. My whole body's screaming, no, 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 no. I want to run my business. I want to do group coaching. I want to do all those things that I've been so afraid to last year because I didn't think I could keep my shit together. Right. I know I can because I've been doing so well. Mm-hmm. And three days later, which is the last time I actually touched drugs, um, I had a party night with my friends and the next morning I woke up and went to hospital and had my appendix removed. Mm, wow. And so those, I gave me six weeks off so I didn't have to work Saturday. <laughs> and I was like, yes. I was like, I will take surgery. I was like, wow, this is not good. If I am taking surgery, <laughs> I'm working. Right. And I started to like listen to the signs a little bit more and realize that a week after my surgery, after I'd kind of like come out of the endone fog, I was like, I feel so good. I was like, my body feels really sore, but I feel mentally so clear. And I was like, oh, I was like, I want to do something different. <laughs> and so I like started to shift my role and moved into a part-time role there. And I was like, I'm going to announce on my Instagram, like, I'm not talking about food because I'm a qualified nutritionist. So I was doing a lot of stuff around weight loss and that never felt aligned with me anyway. But because mm-hmm. I wasn't really with my emotions, I didn't know that that was an alignment. Right. And as I got more in touch, I was like, this is not alignment. I was like, I can't be talking about something I don't believe in. I can't mm-hmm. be making myself a part of a problem. Of course, like with all the other things that went on that year, of course I wasn't also getting what I wanted because I thought I was a part of a problem and I didn't trust myself to shift it. And so eventually I was like, I'm just going to trust myself and I'm going to start listening to what my body, what my intuition says. Yeah. And I started to listen. I made an announcement on my Instagram. I was like, I'm not talking about nutrition. I'm not talking about like losing weight, any of that stuff. I'm going to talk about emotion management because it changed my life so much and I believe that it's going to help change yours as well because I don't want you to feel out of control yeah and so I made that announcement I didn't lose any followers which I thought I'd lose my whole following which you know obviously our brain is like oh my god like all these terrible things are gonna happen when you like follow your intuition and you're like nothing happens happens. (laughs) so I did that started like kind of getting a bit of momentum changing to part-time role and then COVID hit Mm-hmm. So I lost my my job, but I didn't fully lose it. It's what happened was like we can't pay you anymore because I work at a gym and naturally gyms closed. And they're like, because you're now a part time worker, then you don't get paid. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. They're like, you can go. And so in Australia, we have Centrelink benefits, and essentially Centrelink just pay you. And they're like, you can go on Centrelink, and then you can keep doing the work. And when gyms come back, you can have your job. And I was like. No. Bye. <laughs> if I'm going to get paid from the government, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. And it was just like the universe was just like push, 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 mm-hmm. push. But by the time COVID hit, everyone's having a meltdown, right? Everyone's freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, we're not at work. We're not da, 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 We're losing our jobs. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, feel like Zen master at this point because I'm like, this is nothing. I was like, last year? I went through hell. Right. And so 2019 felt far worse to me than COVID ever did mm-hmm. because I had I had managed so much around that breakup and around even, you know, coming into a new relationship. I was I started listening and setting boundaries. I was like, boundaries, crazy. Right. And so I set new standards for my relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that like started to flourish more. And then I had to deal with someone loving me that much. And I was like, ah. <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> and, and 
being triggered. And so I like learned to like step back from my relationship and be like, oh, what's really happening? What do I need to say? How can I communicate? So that started to go and I started to learn to deal with that and deal with myself. And so all of this happens and then COVID hits and I'm like, it's my time. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is it. This is why everything happened. You've been preparing. I've been preparing. And so I was like, it's time to launch everything. So I, I started doing what I really wanted to do, which was group coaching. And I was doing, I was helping people with emotional eating around emotional management, around thought management and like all of these tools. And I was like, I, I understand your experiences so much better now because I went, I felt like I went to hell, I got burned down. And then I had just like, you know, went to the cocoon and I'd just come out. I was like, no, I'm <laughs> and, and still to this day, like I had a client, she's going through like a pretty deep breakup and there's so much grief and so much pain. And I was like, I get it. Like mm-hmm. I feel you and I can navigate this. Whereas before I couldn't navigate it yeah. because I didn't know how to manage myself in that situation. I didn't know how to do my thing. Mm-hmm. And it just gave me so much tools and that built my business so quickly, so yeah. quickly because I was now relatable and I could now coach 10 times better than ever before. Right. Because you knew how to go through it yourself. Yeah. Experience so like- everything. I love that so much. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Such a good story. So in all of that, I mean, obviously the key theme is self-mastery. What does cool. self-what does self-mastery mean to you? What does it mean? To me, if I like I'm pretty visual, so if I picture self-mastery, I am a palm tree mm-hmm. and I am on an island out in the Pacific, and there is like a hurricane coming through. Mm-hmm. And so as that palm tree, you're you're stable, but you're flexible. So when the hurricane or the wind comes, it bends the palm tree over, mm-hmm. and then the palm tree comes back. Yeah, and so it's like creating some rigidness, but flexibility. Mm-hmm. Because if you're too rigid, you can't you can't see everything. You don't understand everything. You're you've got walls up. Yeah, and so you can't have compassion and empathy and you know, play when we're setting boundaries in life, it's such a dance and we need to take on other people, not take on their things, but like take on their perspective and understand. And so we can't be super rigid because then we can't function in society essentially. Mm-hmm. And, but we also can't be such a pushover that we break. And that's what I see so much with women is that they're like, oh, I'm going to take on everyone's things and I'm just going to look after them. And then they, and they just can't get back up. And so it's having this ability to be like, here's the storm, here's what's happening, and I can go with it and I can dance with it, but at the end of the day, I'm still standing. Yeah. Like, there is nothing, there's literally nothing that can take me out. I truly believe that now. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. That is so good. I love that. That's a great analogy too. Thank you for the visual. (laughs) So another, Another thing we like to talk about here at Rebel Radio is wealth. And wealth is this word that mm, a lot of people either are triggered by it or maybe just don't even know what it means. And it's kind of like the definition of success, right? How do you define it? So I'm curious what wealth means to you. I mean, obviously the first thing that comes is money, but for (laughs) me it's more than that. But money is definitely a part of it. And I had, I mean, my journey with money has been underlying a lot of this as well because Again, I like I spend so much time with women, so I, I do refer to women a lot, but 
we have so much stuff around being wealthy and abundant and having, you know, the partner and the friends and the and the money and the business and blah, blah, blah. And we get guilty. We feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, if I want to help people, I can't make money. <laughs> so awareness complex, yes. Oh, I was like, such my story for such a long time. And it's as I've started to integrate and started to understand wealth and also started to work through my own self-esteem issues, mm-hmm. I have created so much more. Like when I was working with you, I was bouncing between houses. I was like living with my ex-boyfriend, then I moved in with my friend, then I was my sister. And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel good because it's not my space. Yeah. And my human design is also a manifester and the I like caves and quiet spaces. And so it's really important to me to have someone that's a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And so that I knew that that was part of my like creating wealth for me was to have someone that felt so beautiful and so safe and so mine. Yeah. And so as I was like, no, I deserve to have this. Why? Because I'm put on this earth. Mm-hmm. I'm not the reason. And the universe is not being like, no, you can't have that goal. That's too big. No, no, no. <laughs> right. like, we do that. It's like, yes, of course you can have whatever you want. You just have to ask for it and stop stop saying that you can't have it. Yeah. And as I, I shifted into that more in this whole field of unlimited potential and Joseph Spencer work and shifting more and more and more and visualizing, I just started to create it all. And I created, I'm still with my partner after almost two years now. Um, we got together about six months after that breakup. So I'm still with him and we have this beautiful relationship that's so much fun and sure I still get triggered and have my things, but I can navigate it. And so I have like wealth there with a beautiful relationship, which I didn't think was possible because I kept running the same patterns for so long. (laughs) And so I was like, there's wealth there. And then I have this beautiful house and this is my dream office. Like I visualized this office for such a long time and I wanted a beautiful background with the green and the tree and the blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so like to create that and with my business like having consistent income and not have to worry about money at all and having money something that's really important to me in my business buying um client gifts so when they come on board I can give them a token appreciation Mm. and now that I have enough money coming in because I have enough clients and they're paying me not what I'm worth because I don't like that but what value I'm giving then I can like do that and do special things while looking after myself, my partner and having the house and working on the car and like all of these things. And so I really believe that wealth is not just looking at money, but one, what's the impact that money can have on you and others and getting your message out. And then what can it have with the rest of your life and creating more wealth and happiness there? Cause money kind of, I mean, obviously money's not happiness, but up to about, $90,000, once you kind of have that good baseline, it's like, okay, how can I leverage this to create more freedom? And freedom was such a big part of my life. Actually, I just want to touch on this because this is really important to me. So when I was in this hustler, like I have to make money, I have to make money, I have to make it work, I had no freedom. Mm-hmm. And I was, I got to the point where I was like, why am I making all this money? I wanted freedom. And now I'm a slave to my own business. Right. And so I realized the underlying belief system is you have to work hard for money. Mm -hmm. That's bullshit. (laughs) That's bullshit. And also not being wealthy because I'm not being wealthy in all areas of my life. 
I'm so burnt out. I can't even focus on my relationship. I can't even focus on creating like more because I'm just so on this. Mm-hmm. And so I started to be like, okay, if my highest value is freedom, I need to create around that and not just around making money and having impact. It's like, no, what does that actually look like in my life for me? Because in, I'm impacting women, but my, that's not my sole purpose. My sole purpose is to live a life of freedom and joy for me and have the flow on effect of that. Yes. And so wealth was like creating that freedom in my own life and then seeing how that actually helped people be like, wow, I don't have to hustle all the time. I don't have to do these things. I was like, no, if you want to work three days a week, you can work three days a week. You want to work one day a week. You can work one day a week. Like it doesn't matter. It's your life and you can create that. And that's wealth to me. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. Is that we always think we're at the whim of, you know, external circumstances and the money and the clients and we got to be on social media 50 times a day and we have to do all these things in our business. And that was my MO for a long time. And I just, I had that same belief. If you work harder, you make more money. Uh, Fuck that. (laughs) We know that's not true. And the more we sit and think about what we want and we feel what that could feel like, then we just create it just like your dream office, like my dream apartment. We've both created our own sanctuaries. I love that. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. So Caitlin, I want to thank you for being on the show. I'm so honored that you've come so far in the last two years. And it's uh, so amazing to bring you on the show and to share your story. And as always, we end rebel radio with one last question. What do you dream of for the world? Oh, that's, like, that's a big question. Jeez, I'm not prepared for that. Okay, what's the right answer? No, there's no answer. right answer. <laughs> yeah, there's no right or wrong. <laughs> what is my dream for the world? I think it's just I want everyone to know, like, how powerful they are. Yeah. And one thing that always really stood out for me was that I didn't have a bad childhood. I had a very loving family. I had all of these things, but I still felt fucked. Mm-hmm. Like my brain still felt fucked and I still felt out of control. And I, I looked to all of the people doing all the things and I was like, well, I can't have that because I just feel so out of control. And when I started this work, so I guess actually this would be my vision is everyone has access to this work. Mm-hmm. And there's so many free resources out there and there's so much good stuff and people to actually implement it. And because this, it, it just changed my life so much. And I truly didn't believe that I could do this. I really didn't. And I want people to have that feeling of like, I remember when I first moved into this house, cause it's like, it's quite a big house and it's just me and my partner here. So it's like a four bedroom townhouse. There's lots of space. There's lots of light. And I remember just walking downstairs every morning being like, <laughs> like I can't help it. Right. And looking at my business and looking at the things I had done and created and the relationships and all of the freedom. And I was like, oh, my God, like, no one gave this to me. I did this. Mm -hmm. And everyone says they want it. I'm like, part of getting it is that struggle, is going through it and doing all the work to create it for yourself rather than someone handing it to you. Because we know we don't care about things that people hand to us. I mean, we say we do it's not the same you care about it when you walk through the fire to get it yeah exactly and so like I want everyone to have access to that feeling in their life of look what I did 
Look what I created. And whatever that looks like, it doesn't have to be a business. It doesn't have to be impacting and like, you know, I want to I want to talk and reach as many people as possible. But for some people, it's like just creating a beautiful home and having like passing on, you know, breaking intergenerational trauma and raising beautiful children that can like do this from essentially birth and like, you know, all of those things. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. I just want everyone to know that they have access to create whatever feels good to them and their body and that they don't have to feel so out of control all the time. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and you wish to help out another entrepreneur, share this episode out, leave a review, And of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information, visit my website, cindyvanarnum.com, and where you can discover who you are, what you want, and how to get it. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you next week.